Welcome to Bridging Tech. This is the Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge podcast. Naval X SoCal Tech Bridge is focused on leveraging the Southern California convergence of installations, industry, and the research to unlock emerging technology through non-traditional partnerships. Join us as we talk with members of our team and a variety of guests on topics of innovation, technology, R&D, building relationships, and the current and future projects we're most passionate about. Today's podcast is part one of a two-part interview with outgoing SoCal Tech Bridge Director Major Steve Harvey. Join us for lessons learned, his industry observations and insight, and for Steve's advice to the incoming SoCal Tech Bridge leadership. So please join us, and without further ado, let's join the interview. Good morning, uh, Chris Cicci with uh, Kena, and I'm talking to uh, Major Steve Harvey, the director of the SoCal Tech Bridge. Uh, so I guess, uh, good morning. Hey, good morning, Chris. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, just wanted to start off with a few questions. Uh, understanding your, uh, your your tour at the Tech Bridge is kind of winding down. Uh, what are some of the ways you see the Tech Bridge growing over the next five years? Well, it's funny. Uh, over the last you know 18 months or so, the, the Tech Bridge is um, I think done uh, marketing and advertising maybe too well. <laughs> yeah, we've had some uh, really uh, positive past successes that have uh, gained the attention of some folks outside of our immediate ecosystem, um, all the way uh, up to the, uh, the Pentagon level and some of the uh, the program offices there underneath research and engineering. So I, I think with the additional interest in the, the program and uh, our operating model and the agile R&D that the SoCal Tech Bridge has become. Uh, known for, uh, we're going to scale relatively uh, uh, quickly um, beyond these 18 months. So I, I'm, I'm excited really to uh, to set up uh, an environment for my uh, successor, Captain Ben Cohen, to be uh, to be successful uh, in the earliest days there by uh, asking for uh, you know some additional help from partners like Kena, um, others uh, in the industry uh, that are performing uh, on our on our pilots. To take on more of a uh, you know leadership role and, and, and help us to really build out the mesh network that's been um, so critical in our success uh, you know over the last several years. Well, speaking of Ben, uh, what what would your message be to the next director of the Tech Bridge? Oh, geez, one message to, to Ben. Well, um, if I could give any advice to him at all, it would be to uh, you know, place his faith and trust in, um, in the partners that we've got, right? There's no chance that one person could do this job, uh, solely alone. I mean, the, the I think, well, I mean, Brandon Newell, the, uh, the, the, my predecessor, um, he, he did it alone for quite a while, uh, and it was a rough go for him. Uh, he had several years where it was just him trying to convince people that there's a better way of doing business. Um, and eventually you start to gain uh, some followers and some traction. And uh, I think, you know, obviously he was very successful in doing that. I would say for Ben coming in um, is that, you know, you don't have to repeat the mistakes of the past. I've done a lot of things I think Brandon did uh, and would not have redone if, if he could have pointed to that one thing and said, Steve, don't, don't do this. Um, it's hard to identify what those things are. Um, but if you, if you talk to the partners, you talk to the ecosystem, uh, you'll learn really quickly that uh, you, you don't have to keep everything in your head. You don't have to know everything that there is to know. Uh, trusting um, our, our partners is critical to success. 
Awesome. Um, you know, kind of looking back at your body of work, um, what projects uh, are you most passionate about? What's been your biggest lesson learned uh, in your time as director? Well, I think my favorite project to work on so far has been um, anything re regarding uh, electric mobility. The influx of uh, research dollars into that particular uh, area of research um, and, and really, I mean, uh, funding from through grants and, and federal dollars and even the California state surplus uh, are all getting pointed to some sort of electric vehicle support equipment or uh, energy resilience projects. Um, for me, that's it, it's really, really fun to see how that particular uh, techn you know, technological focus area, technology focus area is um, has gained the attention of so many folks. I mean, not only for the purpose of uh, reducing greenhouse gas emissions and, and climate change, all those things are very important too. Um, there's the, you know, the reality that auto manufacturers are going to be moving towards all electric vehicles. Um, it's going to, you know, the pendulum is going to swing that way and we should be ready for it. And so setting the conditions at the installations in the region uh, such that they can you know, in, ensure that, you know, we can turn the entire non-tactical fleet of uh, vehicles all electric uh it's been really really fun um and it's it's been illuminating i think for a lot of the folks that just don't have the time to think about these things either right you know, installation commanders and, and operational commanders they uh they're focused on you know if you're an installation commander you're focused on uh, helping your tenants and operational commanders be successful and if you're an operational commander you're um you're training to fight your unit uh, whatever it happens to be so uh you know, that's, I think, something that's, that SoCal Tech Bridge has been really, really good at is kind of identifying these gaps um, in, uh, in in our capabilities uh, or in the installation, you know, commander's ability to provide, um, you know, suitable training environments for the operational commanders and operational commanders, a suitable response to a future threat in the battlefield um, and just informing them about it, right? And just walking them down that path and setting conditions for success later on. Um, so the electric mobility has been really, really fun to work on. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I missed the second part of the question. I'm, I'm not very good. I'm not very good at that. No, no worries. Uh, what was your biggest lesson learned from your time as director? I, I would say that this is something I think I knew before I became the director, but was reinforced uh, heavily was that, uh, you know, there's, there's two things that, that everything comes back to. Um, and that's, the power of storytelling and, and, and find finances are for funding, right? So um, primarily storytelling. If you um, you know want to do a thing, a project, a, an initiative, if you are an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, um, you can have all of your ducks in a row. You can have all the stats to back up why you should be doing something. You can have engineering support behind you. Uh, you can have even uh, finances or funding behind your effort. If you can't tell the story of why that's important, then you may not be successful. Uh, I won't say that you'll fail, but you have a you know a billion percent chance, a better chance of, of succeeding if, if you're able to pull uh, a stakeholder through a narrative and and make them understand why you know what you want to do is important and why it's important for them to back you and, and why each stakeholder's uh, role in a particular effort is important to success. Um, if you I feel like if we all just uh, took, you know, uh, Pixar University's, um, you know, storytelling <laughs> class, we'd, we'd be better off. You know, we replace whatever uh, 
uh, annual training module uh, with that, and, and we all we all be better off in, in services. Um, we we tend to um, attack our uh, our initiatives with, with facts, right? And and those are important. Uh, eventually, you're going to drill down into that level of specificity, but you got to have a, a story arc and, and a, you know a narrative to, to pull people through to to highlight the uh, the so what. Uh, and we're just not in in the government, uh, especially good at that. Agreed. Um, yeah, kind of related to that, but what have been uh, the team's most effective tools in reaching out to commercial industry and, and kind of serving as that bridge between industry and uh, DOD? Yeah, not not a. This is not a typical answer, but um, I think our most effective tool has been the past performance. Uh, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. you know, Brandon Newell, retired lieutenant colonel, he had the helm before me. Um, he did a lot of work to uh, to highlight the the realm of the possible, right? Taking and, and demonstrating, um, in some cases, relatively mature technology uh, and how they might be used uh, on the battlefield later, right? Just to kind of developing and, and highlighting the. Um, concepts and employment of new technologies. And you know, if you can show that you've done something already uh, in a particular technology focus area, it helps others to, um, to kind of, it kind of loosens it, uh, that or breaks down that, um, that hard outer shell that a lot of us have in the government and, um, and gets them thinking about, uh, you know, partnerships in a different way. Um, that, that even, you know, relates all the way back to industry where, you know, if, We've got a partner that's looking at the tech bridge and the work that we've done with um, with a performer um, in the past. They can see a world where um, you know it's it's possible to do business with the government in a different way. Um, and, and you know, a lot of us um, in the government think that we have to you know start every relationship, every conversation with industry by you know going through our contracting offices and our legal, uh, our lawyers, right? But really it's not necessarily required in every case um you know especially with smaller companies that have kind of um uh, novel technologies that you're not going to find uh, necessarily at the big five uh or, or certainly not the passion uh, you know those are the folks that you want to have a sit down conversation with learn more about them and their technology and how they think it might be used uh, in, in the government and so you know there's a level of comfort i think that that uh that our past performance our pilots that we've run the agile r d that we've, we've proven we could do uh all the way up through the uh, you know demonstration provides for those smaller companies it also uh, gives us credibility with the larger companies so uh, reaching across um that that divide that you know that i think is false by the way i, I don't think that i think it's an artificial barrier that we put up between us and, and industry um becomes easier if, we, if you have a story to tell again going all the way back to storytelling um we did a thing the thing was successful and we you should do more things with us again we'd like to thank you for joining us and we hope you've enjoyed part one of our interview with director steve harvey of the socal tech bridge here on bridging tech if you would like to hear more please go to our website at socaltechbridge.org there you can sign up for our newsletter join in the conversation and follow additional blog posts and podcasts about technology, innovations, and the future of the SoCal Tech Bridge. That's all for now. We'll catch you later.